Welcome to episode 204 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. Before I get into the episode, I wanted to tell you about another podcast that I co-host with my friend Jess McCauley. It's called The Introvert's Guide 2, and on that show, Jess and I talk about being introverts in what sometimes seems like an extrovert's world. We choose a topic, discuss our experiences with that topic, and we also find advice from social media and the internet. So check it out. You can find it on the Google or Apple podcast apps or wherever you like to get your podcasts. You you can see regular posts from Jess and I on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. And while we're talking about contact info, you can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod, and you can find the website at StageworthyPodcast.com. And if you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Phil Rickaby, and my website is PhilRickaby.com. My guests this week are Jennifer Walls and Chris Sujiuchi. Jennifer is the director of Heart House Theater's production of The Rocky Horror Show, and Chris is playing Dr. Frankenfurter. My guests this week are Jennifer Walls and Chris Sujiuchi. Jennifer is the director of Heart House Theater's production of The Rocky Horror Show, and Chris is playing Dr. Frankenfurter. One note about this episode, we were having a great conversation when my computer crashed. I was able to get things back up and running, but I wasn't able to save the conversation. So we started over. Unfortunately, that meant that Chris couldn't stick around for the whole thing. But I do appreciate Jennifer and Chris's patience, and I think we ended up having a great second conversation. The Rocky Horror Show runs from September 27th until October 12th at the Hart House Theatre in Toronto. Uh, Chris, uh, now that we've now that we've talked for almost forty minutes, and then had the program <laughs> crash, um, let's oh, try no. to pick up uh, some of what we can. And I want to jump in and try to get. I was brilliant. You all missed it. Now I'm going to sound like an idiot. No, okay. <laughs> um, if we can, if we can, if you could talk a little bit about about your approach to to Frankenfurter. Yeah. Um, because uh, you know we can't you. Nobody is Tim Curry. Nobody is Tim Curry. And nobody will ever be Tim Curry again. Nobody will ever be Tim Curry again. So I'm going to not try to be Tim Curry. Mm -hmm. I'm not built like Tim Curry. I don't move like Tim Curry. I don't talk like Tim Curry. And I certainly don't sing like Tim Mm -hmm. Curry. He sings better. I'm a much more singy singer Mm. than Tim Curry is. If you know what I mean. If I can back up a bit, have you ever heard the original cast recording of the Rocky Horror Show? Mm -hmm. Because they were still singing then, from the when the 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 Uh, London the London theater. By the time they got to Broadway, they were mostly talking it. The show had evolved right. at a certain point. And then like in the, the new movie, fandom. Yeah, in the movie, they're in the movie they're Tim Curry, and a lot of it is mostly spoken. Sure. But when they were doing the original cast, they were still singing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but your your approach to to Frankenfurter, if you want to give me a little bit. Yes. Of that. So the first time you asked me, I gave you a <laughs> quote that I couldn't properly cite. Yes. And now I've looked it up. So maybe. <clears throat> That's what all this was for. Yes, please. <laughs> um, 
the quote comes from my friend Heidi's Facebook page. <laughs> Shout out to Heidi Lang. And it goes like this. Darling, you feel heavy because you are too full of truth. Open your mouth more. Let the truth exist somewhere other than the inside of your body. Hmm. So my idea and my approach mm-hmm. to playing Frankenfurter is in many ways inspired by that quote. Mm-hmm. Being as visible as possible mm-hmm. and being as truthful as possible within the confines of the story yes. and within the confines of the character, which there aren't many confines to that character because Frankenfurter is an alien from outer space. Yes. <laughs> so the possibilities in some ways are seemingly endless. They're unknown. You know? <laughs> Uncharted. Uh, so, yeah, to every night, mm. once we open, to leave as much truth mm. on the stage as possible so that it can exist somewhere other than the inside of my body. Yeah. To spill as much tea as possible, if you will. It's it, it, Because Frankenfurter had, like... We think of a lot of people think about uh, the Rocky Horror Show as a silly show, right? It's just a silly show about from the seventies, right? But there's so many things in it that really resonate resonate with people. Absolutely. Don't 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 dream it, be it. Like just just to name yeah. one. There's so I've many. I've seen blue skies through the tears mm. of my eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of lots of relatable moments. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it can be both. Like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. I think there are parts in the show where I'm damn near in tears because mm-hmm. of the lyrics that I'm singing and the context in which I'm singing them. Yeah. And then there are other parts of the show without giving too much away where, you know, I take a dildo and like drag it along another actor's face. It happens. I brought that one. To yeah. Her, so. so it's silly. And, and like, even when I was, what I was saying earlier about, about being as truthful as possible. Yeah. I mean that in like funny moments too. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the the laughs that I have been getting in rehearsal are in the most truthful moments, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think if it's not truthful, it can't really be that funny. Well that's right? the thing. That, right? And yeah. and mm-hmm. and the humor in this show is what makes the truth palatable. Yes. It's what yeah. makes the subject matter that makes us uncomfortable yeah. palatable. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. My mind. It was Della Hicks Wilson, by the way. <laughs> if you. I didn't said to say that earlier. <laughs> Della Hicks Wilson. <clears throat> Thank you. Brilliant. Um Thanks, Della. <laughs> Chris, um now as as somebody who who is often known as uh, as a music director um, and in fact, you were saying in our in the last episode. That's what I'm going to refer to it now as the last episode. Um, yeah, the last, the episode. last episode. Um, uh, you were talking about how a lot of people have been asking you if you are um, uh, like music directing. Really, so if you truly, are, <clears throat> all facts, no lies told. <laughs> but <clears throat> it's true, it's true. And and you've music directed the Rocky Horror Show before, so I have nine years ago, starring Jenny Wells as Magenta. Jenny was the last time we did Rocky. Jenny was in the cast, and I was the music director. <laughs> and now I'm in the cast, and she's the director. Yes. Um, is it? Do you ever like? Is it hard to let go of the music director role? Do you ever find yourself? Yeah, I want to say yes and no. It most. You know what? No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Because when I think about when I'm 
<clears throat> when I think about all of the <clears throat> lines that yeah. have to that I have to remember <clears throat> and the lyrics and the blocking and finding <clears throat> my light <clears throat> and uh, the choreography, yeah. I, I, there's enough going on in my world mm-hmm. to like leave the music directing in Justin <clears throat> McLean's hands. Cap- perfectly capable hands. Excellent. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, do you have a, 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 a favorite moment in the show? Right now. Um, so. Accepting the fact that that can change. Okay. So right <clears throat> now, uh, my favorite moment in the show is during Charles Atlas song one mm-hmm. because Chiano, the actor, <clears throat> the actor who's playing Rocky uh-huh. in our cast, he and I have known each other for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And um, he just started going shirtless in rehearsal, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we're all very excited. And <laughs> but like, it's distracting. Yes. Like, it's fucking distracting. Mm-hmm. So, we were running Charles Atlas with Chiano without his shirt, like shirtless Chiano for the first time. And it created a whole bunch of moments. <laughs> it just, we're not there before yeah. uh-huh. where, you know, I would be in the middle of a phrase and I would look over at him and just stop saying it. Like <laughs> things like that. And at one point, one of the ad libs that we sort of worked out is, um, I've created Frank Inverter has created mm-hmm. Rocky. He's created human life. And so Rocky, um, he he goes down and he starts doing push-ups in the middle of the song. And Frankenfurter looks out in the audience and he goes, you're all welcome. You're welcome. You're fucking welcome. He's like welcome. the Oprah of shirtless. You're all welcome. Nice. You're- nice. That's, that's, it gets laughs every mm. time. And it's one of my favorite, like, <clears throat> moments slash ad-libs of the show. <laughs> but I'm sure that once my costume pieces are completing, completed, there will be many more hilarious moments mm-hmm. to be had. Which nice. is a lot of, a big part of the show. Is yeah. Those discoveries come with the aspects of the show. Yeah. And, like, yeah. it, it builds at a specific <clears throat> speed because you can only discover so much yeah. at certain stages of the show yeah. the Did first time that i saw rocky horror live not the movie the realization for me was something that you don't see from the movie is how song heavy and dance heavy the first half is oh lord i did nothing like, for the first like two and a half weeks of rehearsal like it was all Stefan and justin yeah because that show, the show is basically just song, song, yeah. song, song, song. It doesn't stop. It's a and rock concert with connective scenes. It is. That and makes no sense. I can remember the the watching as everybody left the stage in the first act. Leave, and the last person to leave was the guy playing Riff Raff. And with a waterfall of sweat just coming off him because of how high energy this show is. And that's, it's... It's, it's like rent. It, yeah. yeah. And it's, but it's... I, don't, I would almost argue maybe like higher energy. Oh, for first because it doesn't stop. Well, I mean, <laughs> I was Mimi. It was it was it was hard. <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah. I think I think overall, yeah, you're right. Yeah, which is which is awesome. Like mm. I wish I had have been here when when that was a thing, mm. so I could have seen that. Yeah. Um, but again, I think that when you were when people were 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 coming in to the first day of rehearsal, did did a lot of people were a lot of people familiar? With the show, or like, are a lot yeah, of people yeah, there newbies? I don't know that there was anyone who didn't know it, and I think, 
I think Rocky Horror when you when you when you say mm-hmm. it, there's a certain like connotation or understanding that the subject matter is mm-hmm. a bit salacious. Yes. We're like the house of Salacia over here. <laughs> it's a no well, culture thing I talked about with the with the kids and the cast. They're babies. Um mm-hmm. I think that people were generally familiar, mm-hmm. and it's something I asked. I said, so mm-hmm. are you familiar with the show? Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable with, you know, yeah. very close contact, mm-hmm. with with improv, with right. a serious subject matter, yeah. with, with language? So so our cast, everyone knew it in some capacity when they came in, which yeah. was helpful. Because I imagine if you're, if you're looking to do Hamlet and you get into Rocky, you'll be a bit shocked and disappointed maybe. But right. everybody was familiar, at least in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. You really have to be have to be game for um it's a it's a physical show, not just yeah. like You have in, to be game, you have to be down to, be to game, play, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You have to you can't do it if you're if you're not willing to uh be physical both in, in dancing but also like physical with your fellow actors. That's just Yeah, yeah. That's we have a great intimacy and fight director, mm-hmm. Nate Bitten, who I worked with on Heathers last year. Mm-hmm. And he's been really great at doing a lot of a lot more. Mm-hmm. There was a lot more intimacy in this show than than mm-hmm. fight stuff. Yeah. But just doing exercises, contact with like eye contact mm-hmm. and then with like arms and then legs and yeah. then doing it as a group and being this sort of connective company. Yeah. They did a lot of work and Chris worked with both, you know, Katie who plays Janet mm. and then Chris worked with uh, Will who plays Brad and just getting everybody comfortable in each other's space. Yeah. Same with like Janet and Rocky. Like we really started slowly <laughs> and let people discover, mm. like don't dream it, be it, that scene, it, it, which mm. I feel pressure on because that's a scene that has to be done properly and solidly otherwise yeah. the whole show kind of has like what's the point right yeah. that's the kind of the the, the climax yes. pardon my mm-hmm. word yeah that's the right word for it of the show yeah. so so in building that show it started as a number of physical contact mm-hmm. and and recognition of each other in the space yeah and 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 we could feel it we could watch the group like nate steph and our choreographer and i watched and i said you know there's no pressure just be in the space recognize Mm. each other in the space welcome each other into the space that kind of thing to start slow because i think we are in a time that people are becoming more aware of how important it is to keep that kind of contact on stage in a very compartmentalized safe open honest professional way yeah and not to let it be motivated by anything else yeah which happens and it's a problem yeah so me as a female director with a male intimacy director, yeah. I think is a really great pairing. Yeah. And and Nate is, is just so wonderful. So to have had the three of us with this collective, you know, and, and, and the cast, you could see them starting to want mm-hmm. to push more because yeah. they were given the permission to explore from, it's like going on a first date. Yes. You don't have to do it on the first date. Yeah. So we, we, they started to really connect on like the fourth or fifth date. Yeah. And it's, it's still growing and we're seeing things that are naturally happening. And we said, you know, if you want to continue and you want to push and you want to explore, yeah. do that on your own time with conversation and it is happening yeah. organically, right. safely, which is great. I wonder how do we ever, like, I'm so happy that we have intimacy directors now. Yeah. We didn't when I did Reefer Madness and I had some stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, I think there are a lot of people did because it's mm-hmm. a relatively new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The introduction of that. And it's a necessary thing. Absolutely. I think it helps to identify the boundaries that sometimes for some people got mixed. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it, and I think it's a, a sign that <laughs> the creative team respects mm-hmm. the cast mm-hmm. and has their best interest in mind and isn't looking mm-hmm. to, you know, there's no other intention other yeah. than 
this is part of the show and we're going to craft it in a way. Mm -hmm. And the first day, like we all said, your people first, your actors and characters second and your, your safety Mm -hmm. and your comfort and Mm -hmm. you knowing you're respected is very, very important. And we kind of built with that being sort of our, our, our like uh, motto and built from there. But it is very important. And I think it's very needed. And I think we are going to have a a generation of healthier actors Mm -hmm for yeah. it mm-hmm. and more trusting open honest actors because yeah. i've given them permission too to say no yeah if you're not okay with something and or something happens and it's, it doesn't work or it makes you feel uncomfortable you raise your hand we yeah. stop we don't judge we don't punish we don't question we just yeah. rework yeah and because it's it's being professional yeah you're actors you're not martyrs right it's funny it's funny because at, at a certain a certain point in time being professional might have been identified as no you do it this do way, it regardless of, of how uncomfortable you are, because that's how what being a professional yeah. is. But now, being professional means um, negotiate, negotiate, yeah. Especially at a hard house, because we're semi-professional, yeah. and it's mostly like emerging artists yeah. or artists that are interested in a certain show or character. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to ask you to do those things. Like, yeah. And even being a professional actor, nobody, nobody, it gets paid enough. To compromise no. their their morals yeah. or their their soul. Yeah, you know you're you're an actor. Yes, and there is a certain amount of shit that we agree to eat when mm-hmm. we go into this. Yep. But you shouldn't have to compromise your dignity. No. Or your safety. No. You know. Mm. And so so we were very, very like that was very important to us. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, what's what's been your um your your journey with with like the physicality of this show? As, as an actor. Well, so people listening, I have allergies and I'm I, I will <laughs> say this. My calf muscles <laughs> are just howling. They hot. They look good. Um, <laughs> they got me in some, they got me in some high-heeled boots uh-huh. that are not fucking around. It's true. When did you start working with the high heel? About a week boots. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And before that, were you were you wearing heels or were you? So one show I music directed, I had, uh, I had to wear heels for. Mm-hmm. But when you're sitting and playing piano for most of the show, it's a very different thing. <laughs> and it was also yeah. a much lower heel. Okay. Like it was yeah. like a two and a half inch heel. And the heels that you're wearing for this show? I think they're six inches. With a two-inch platform. The shoes, so yeah. It's a four-inch four inch drop. That is a heel that is not fucking around. It's not fucking That shoe around. is not fucking around. And they go around. up to my knees. Okay. I can understand why your 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 legs might be might be howling. Yeah. Um, do you see that stopping anytime soon? Or is this going to be a show where you're just going to have to go home and soak your, oh, your, 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 your legs? Or? I just moved into a sublet. <laughs> And I've gone from only having a stand-up shower to having a full bathtub. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shout out to our Dr. Scott, Natasha <laughs> Buckridge, for taking me into her basement. I will be bathing in Epsom salts every night after the performance so that the next night I can go back and be as ferocious as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jenny, when yeah. we last spoke, you were... Um, just to, just really, I think a week into rehearsing or rehearsing the first show that you ever directed, which was Heather's. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about. I think we may have talked. We talked about imposter syndrome and things like that. Now you're on your second show. It's even worse. No, tell me it's not. Oh, so. it is. No. no, it's 
it's there's a different responsibility. It's yeah. an entirely different kind of show. Heather's mm-hmm. was a show that was that had a, a, a through a clear through line mm-hmm. and a narrative, and it happened on a very linear timeline. Mm-hmm. Rocky's about a bunch of aliens that make no sense. Yes, yeah. So it's it's concept, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit. Heather's went well because, like, I was a teenager and I went through all of that. Mm. Gonna, I, I don't know. Even though I've directed, I, I, I kind of directed Rocky when mm. we did it at the lot the second time, mm. unofficially, but it didn't wig me out the way this one had. Um, and I definitely got in my head. Mm-hmm. This one was a lot more challenging. Yeah. Especially there's that, like, the second time you do anything is never as good as the first, in fact. Um, oh but I did direct, I directed a solo show in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I directed Mandy Goodhandy's Just Call Me Lady. She's mm-hmm. uh, Canada's first transgender woman comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also my boss. Um, so my sense of responsibility to her is mm-hmm. big. Um, but she's been also been my biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Which has been really nice um, because it's important to me. To to show do a show that she feels yeah. not even represented by, um, but just not offended by. Yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm I'm making fun of her identity for the sake of entertainment. Yeah, right. And so part of the reason I, I chose, you know, in my director's notes and in some interviews I've done, is for you know theaters about the suspension of disbelief and. We mm-hmm. believe that Brigadoon is a, a town that appears once every hundred years, mm-hmm. or that yeah. the crucifixion could have been a rock show. Yes, yeah. So why not ask audiences in this intelligent age mm-hmm. of, of creative theater um, to suspend their disbelief on the terms yeah. of yeah, of yeah. how we see the show? So. Yeah. Uh, the pro- pronouns are a big topic of conversation mm-hmm. right now, and people feeling seen and heard and represented mm-hmm. is a big deal, and it's important to me as well, especially mm-hmm. having been a host of an event in the LGBT community, like mm-hmm. on Church Street, yeah. for the past almost decade, yeah. since we did Rocky the first time. Mm-hmm. So for me, I've kind of asked people to see, watch the, sh- thro- the show through the lens of trans meaning transcendence mm. rather than transitioning yeah so we've got this sweet transvestite we've got this insular kind of character that doesn't belong or subscribe to or fit into anything that can be whatever mm. right so if and in that for me <clears throat> kind of opens it up and makes it a bit mm. more accessible on a, on a larger scale yeah than that because like Hardos has already started getting like how dare you do this oh, this is immoral this is disgusting and this is exclusive and, and I find that you know so but it's people who don't see the point sure. right or 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 feel like they just they they're the people that complain about anything yes yeah. but for me I just yeah I wanted to do something where not people felt represented necessarily mm-hmm. because that's not my place mm. and that is an impossible thing to put on you yeah and I think I did for a while and that's what really. Mm-hmm got me stuck mm-hmm. in trying to make it something it wasn't because we were talking before we started actually yeah. the last episode the last episode yes you yeah. were talking the about last episode. A, an epi- like uh, the first time you saw it live and then them going so far from the movie that it yes. wasn't what people expected so for us the line and it really is a thin line um that we're trying mm-hmm. to walk on is giving them what they expect yeah. in in the ways that they expect it but giving it a fresh coat of paint yes yeah right so to, to show something that younger people feel represented by and something that the older audiences can still mm-hmm. connect to. So there's a lot of influences that are like Lady Gaga mm-hmm. and we've got like RuPaul is what's brought the culture of drag there's to the masses. Vogue-ing. There's some, you know, mm-hmm. and then we've got the sci-fi, like the black yep. mirror, the, yeah. like Twin Peaks is one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Another thing that makes no sense, but you accept it. 
right? Like Frankenstein place to Brandon Kleiman, my set designer and I, we talked about like the Black Lodge in in Twin Peaks, Mm -hmm. for those who know. And it's just this place that only appears in time and space, which is very Rocky Horror. Mm -hmm. And we accept that that show doesn't make any sense because it just, it it doesn't, it doesn't have to. It's all about the the stars aligning and the planets and that, which is very Rocky Horror. And it's shown in the aesthetic of the set. But, the choreography is what it should be. Mm-hmm. The lines, like there are, you know, the gloves we've got, like that glove bit. And there's like, it's it's the shadow plays we have for the scenes mm-hmm. uh, in the bedrooms with Frank and Brian yeah. and Janet. And, and the, like, it's, it's, it's a good mix, I think, of, of old and new mm-hmm. and current, but nothing too left of center. Right. I mean, the whole show is left of center. So nothing too center of left, yes. I suppose. Yeah. It is what you expect it to be. But the packaging's a little different. And we've got some fun sure. magic, you know, that I think people that watch RuPaul's Drag yeah. Race or watch, say, the Victoria's Secret runway shows. Mm. Like, that kind of thing was huge. I wanted Chris to be one of the Victoria's mm. Secret angels. Mm. So he's got some great moments of that. Yeah. Um, but the pre- I, I put a lot of pressure on myself, and then I had to just let it go. Yeah. And remember that I know Rocky. I know what it is. The show, everybody, like... Chris was saying earlier, there's a little bit of, of Frank in all of us. Mm. Like everybody can identify with some one thing or another that he represents. Yes. I just think it yeah. always resonates with everyone, like you were saying with Mandy. Mm. Like it doesn't always resonate with people, but when it does, and it often does, um, it's because they see in a in a much more general sense mm. an outsider being portrayed as the protagonist. Yes. And two inside two people who would normally be pr- portrayed as uh normal and 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 acceptable mm-hmm. as far as society's norms go as the antagonists of the story Brad and Janet in the in the in, yeah. in the type of mu- movie that that the show is sending up they would be the wholesome couple who we followed and, and rooted exactly. for exactly and in this show we basically don't. No. Well, yeah, and it's and what I what I was telling the when I was it was a bit I guess controversial. What I was telling all the the performers that came to the callbacks mm-hmm. to give them an idea of what the show was. I said it's a bit Gaga, bit drag, bit sci-fi, a bit fuck you PC government. Like, yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. are you to tell us what moral marital values are? Oh, we recognize mm-hmm. this, and this is who it's supposed to be. Or, and also, I find it interesting for these people to talk about morals, but they're bad people. Yeah. So you're moral because you're a man and a woman and, yeah. and married. You're probably cheating and you're probably embezzling money and you're yeah. probably doing a bunch of other fucked up mean shit that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. But, oh yes, you're an upstanding citizen. Yeah. Whereas Frankenstein plays, they're just letting themselves, let their natural feelings guide their way. Yeah. They're not bad. Like, Frank's not a bad guy. He's not a great He's guy. not a great guy. He's not a great guy. guy. No, no, no. He's but okay. I mean, he... And then maybe not a little yeah. bit. But I mean, that's everybody. We've yes. all got that dark side that it's like... Eh. But he's... His intention is not bad. He does bad things. But I don't think he does it with malice. You know? It's an interesting... It's mm. an interesting exploration of... Of, of what is right and wrong. Yes. What is good yeah. and bad. Mm. What is different. What is normal. Yes. And who gets to say what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And yeah, we've got Brad and Janet. Are you the good guys or the bad guys? We've got Frank. Are you the good guy or the bad guy? Right. And people can make, like, kind of choose their own adventure. You can follow yeah. any one of the characters and have a complete arc. Right? I think different people have characters that they think are the hero of the show. 
I think it depends on your choose your own adventure, right? It is that. And I think the same is within like Labyrinth, in like Neverending Story, Dark Crystal, like Mm -hmm. all of those kind of fantasy things, which is what I was raised on, the sci-fi fantasy genre. Mm. You can choose your own adventure because a lot of the characters, you could see them either way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Frank being a bad guy. (laughs) We've got a game. Yes. I'm sorry. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Of course. Sorry about the lost episode. I also am sorry about the lost episode. It'll show up as soon as we finish this one. Everybody will wonder what happened in this lost episode. It was amazing. Whatever happened to the lost episode? It was crazy. It was lovely to meet you. Good to meet you, too. Enjoy the rest of your (laughs) convo. That Thank won't you. be as interesting now. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, folks. Thanks, Chris. Bye, Chris. Bye. Um, <laughs> approaching the show. He's um, like, what do I talk about now? No. <laughs> approaching the show, um, and as you know, you were talking about, about getting a little too much in your head mm-hmm. about the show. Which I'm very good at. <laughs> I mean, I think too much of a good all, thing. <laughs> we're all really good at it. But mm-hmm. um because I think, was it that you wanted to get, like, put too much of your own stamp on it? You wanted to make it different from the movie? Do you know what you were... I think, I think I felt a bit of pressure mm-hmm. to, to, and, and, and I don't, I know this is not the right thing to say. Yeah. And I, I've shaken myself out of it. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to stack up to the first time they did it, mm-hmm. which, uh, in 2005, yeah. the very first year I moved to Toronto, I didn't see it. Um, and right before I worked with that same team at Hard House for Reaper Madness in 2006, um, Elena Mossoff and Byron Levy elected it. And, uh, and this being Hard House's 100th year, mm-hmm. they wanted to bring something back. Right. So they decided Rocky Horror. And, uh, and so I think a little bit of that was like, oh, is it going to be as good? Yeah. Is it going to be? Uh? And I am not, I am, we're very different, the three of us. Yeah. And so my vision for it, especially my vision now, based on my like decade working in Toronto mm-hmm. is very different. Yeah. And, and my goals and what I want to represent is very different. Yeah. And I think I was so focused on, yeah, making it not politically correct, but Making it so that it wasn't offensive. Yes. But then I was making it too serious mm-hmm. when it's not supposed to be. The, the The core is serious, but the, the packaging is lighthearted and funny to make yeah. that serious, that dark truth palatable, right? Well, in the last episode, we were talking about how it's it's like when Richard O'Brien was writing it, he was going through some dark stuff. Yeah, so it's sort yeah. of about, it's sort of like... I'm hurting, but, you know, jazz but hands, look at here. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I think that it's been a personal journey for me, too. Mm-hmm. Me recognizing that I'm not super strong. I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't know, I'm not Superman, and I'm not perfect, and I'm not, and it's impossible to want to be. Mm-hmm. Perfection is impossible. Yeah. We're human. We are, we are, full, like, flawed by nature. Mm-hmm. So to embrace that and lean into that yeah. and lean into what scares me about it and just to have fun. Yeah. We need fun right now. Yeah, we so, do. So now, now there are too many dicks in the show. I mean, <laughs> not the actors. I mean, yes. you know, so now, now it's, it's, it's more fun. Mm-hmm. We've had those conversations with the cast about like, who am I versus who should I be? Yes. And, yeah. and the conflict that goes on between 
you know, and that's what Damn It Janet's all about. Yeah. Talking about she was married to him and she's a good little cook and he's getting mm. a promotion and we should be next. And, yeah. and, and you've met mom and you know dad and yeah. we did this and that. And this is the pecking order. You know, you meet, you date, you get your career, you get married, you get the house, you get the kids, you know that. Yeah. But what about the rest of us? Mm-hmm. You know, what about those of us, and I include myself in this, who, yeah. who may not want to get married, yeah. who may not want to own a house or have a car? Yeah. What about the people that don't want what we're told we should want? Yeah. Or think our life will be different from what it actually is turning mm. out to be. Yeah. And and so I think because my life has been so close to that, like I'm in my mid-30s now and, and I'm going through that sort of like, it's called, what is it They're called the, there's a word for it. There's a phrase for it. It's not like a midlife crisis, but it's like a something of the soul something yeah, okay dark, dark, dark night, night of the soul, of the soul. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so i yeah. feel like that's kind of where i'm at and i also feel like rocky kind of came at a, on purpose yeah for me to go through that and when you're close to something it's harder to right like as actors mm-hmm. maybe you'll agree characters that are closer to us are harder to, to i think they to, scare us more exactly because yeah. it's like oh my god people are gonna know that that's what i'm like yeah right yeah. and someone once told me you know if people know what you were really like when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that stuck with me. Yeah. I've made peace with, with that person. Mm-hmm. And it was not meant with malice, but no. it stuck. So I've always kind of felt this duality of of who I am in public versus who I am when I go home. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I realized, like, um, that's not just me. I think a lot of people feel that. Oh, sure. And and so Rocky was a way to kind of explore both of those. Yeah. I have. The, and for everybody, I invite to... To see, oh, I am parts of Brad and Janet. I'm also parts of Magenta yeah. and Frankenfurter and Riff Raff and, you know. So I think it, because it, it kind of coincided with my, like, dark night. Yeah. And about being a dark night. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, it was hard to see because of, <clears throat> you know, my head kind of spinning around yes, it. Yeah. But I think I, I, I think I came out, I came out the other side just in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right before tech. Um. But I think it was challenging, yeah, because I was thinking too much. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun show. Get out of your head, come have some fun, and shake it up a yeah. bit. But I think in order to find that humor, I had to go through that struggle. Sure, you know, and we want to think, oh, it's going to be fine. Oh, I'm going to be in control. But you can't plan for the universe's no. plan for you, and it happens at at when it's supposed to, whether yeah. it's ideal or not. You don't yeah. get to choose that. No. You know, the the whole like there being something truthful and and serious under under the 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 quote-unquote fun Mm -hmm. i think is why this show survived as long as it did well it's human nature right right? human nature doesn't change yeah we we don't that doesn't change yes the world changes and things about it does and technology changes and and obviously the climate is changing but um human nature is the same yeah yeah and i mean the 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 movie spoke to people. Mm. People yeah. don't go week after week to see a thing at midnight for a thing that's just a bad yeah. movie, right? And and I think the reason for that is it's and I was telling we were talking about it. Rocky Horror is like a permission slip. Yes, yeah. it's a permission slip to you know live with wild wild abandon. Mm-hmm. Is that what you would yeah. say? Is is permission to allow those parts of yourself yeah. that were raised to suppress? Yes, that were yeah. raised to keep behind closed doors mm-hmm. to keep quiet. Yes, right. And to you know at the beginning it's like I'll take you on a strange journey. Yes. and I joked I was like 
Or at least when this show was written, it was strange. Now it's more like a Thursday night on Church Street. Am I right? Am I right? Like that's kind of, and that's the humor of like trying to bring that commentary. It it is a social commentary of like, you know, this is what we're supposed to do. Be polite and be upstanding and this and that. And behind closed doors, all of these people that say it's immoral, you know, they do shit that's immoral behind closed doors. Oh, sure, everybody so who does. Are you to ex- it's, it's, everybody does, and that's exactly yeah. it. It's that's the, exactly it's the funny it. thing about, about the people who are complaining. I mean, the thing to complain about, Rock, the show is basically a classic yeah, at we this are. point. That, the, the play was produced in 1974. 1974. And, you know, became like a phenomenon. Yeah. And... That became a movie that survived for for yeah. years and years and years, yeah. and now we're seeing productions of of the play again yeah. popping up. And so, like, it is a classic. It's never gone away no. because that will never go away. Yeah. That that need for permission to mm. be honest and truthful about that part of yourself that you know. And I tell I tell the cast like. There are certain things that your brain cannot overpower. Yes. Your brain cannot overpower physical attraction mm-hmm. and like lust and yeah. want. And, you know, that part of yourself, you know, it's a beast. Yes. So Rocky Horror is a, a pass to the zoo. Mm-hmm. You know, come on in. Like, and you have the excuse of, oh, it was part of the show. Yeah. Oh, I was just kidding. So it's almost like Richard O'Brien did humanity a favor yeah. by saying, okay, here's a safe space to do this in. Come, yes, okay, you're coming to see the show, sure, whatever you have to tell yourself, right? So it gives you permission to play and to let loose and to allow that part of yourself that we're raised to hide and not talk about and push down to let it out. And audience members participate in a way that they don't for other shows. Oh, absolutely. They come out to play Mm -hmm. and, and they're, in a way, part of the show that they don't get to be when they go to the theater normally. Yeah. Um, I think in the last episode we were talking about dealing with the mm-hmm. audience playing callouts, yeah. Um, and you've been you've been working with with the with the cast to try to get them used mm. to the fact that that can happen, yeah. But also not to rely on it, yeah. And 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 one of them was saying, well, you know, well they're gonna call this out. I was like, they may not. I was like, don't put your trust in an audience of non actors. Yeah. Put stick with your actors if they say it you can react yes if they don't keep going yeah and so we've kind of come at it from both angles because yes. that's my job um and we'll have two, our two usherettes um there, there's one in the we kind of based it more off the 2001 broadway revival mm-hmm. so it's a bit more rock and roll yes. which is where yeah. i live mm-hmm. i toured as like a lady gaga impersonator for like seven years okay yeah so that's a big thing for me and i've always mm-hmm. loved Rock and roll, like yeah. Ozzy Osbourne and ACDC and Kiss and all those theatrical bands mm. that have huge production value. Yeah. And I find so much Lady Gaga in, in Rocky Horror. Yes, and I, oh yeah. my God, I would love to see her play Frankenfurter. Mm. I think that she would be mm-hmm. so epic. Yes. Um, my opinion is my own. Um, but we have, there's two mm. in the, in the revival. So Trixie is the original Usherette. Um, so we, we had the second one, like, and we named her Katya, obviously. Um, because Trixie and Katya are like this duo of RuPaul girls that we love. Mm-hmm. So that's a fun inside joke. I love Easter eggs. If yeah, you come yeah. to the show and really like know your stuff and pay attention. Yeah. And know musical theater. There's a bunch. There's nice. a bunch of fun moments. Nice. Um, and I did it in Heather's too. Cause I love, 
I grew up with Angela Weber, like mm-hmm. the the mega musical, right? Yeah, yeah. There doesn't have to be Shakespearean substance in mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just want to have fun and put on a fun big show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we had the girls out in the audience and in the lobby before the show mm-hmm. when the doors open, kind of in character, just checking in on people, making sure they know, you know, know that your audience friend may be yelling or do not have anything in the aisles, mm-hmm. not to throw things. Don't come to the show and throw shit because we, you're not allowed. And we'll mention it in the announcement before the show yeah. as well. It's in the program. Mm-hmm. We're doing a video this week in rehearsals about Rocky etiquette, mm-hmm. you know, yelling and people are yelling and be prepared, but don't throw anything yeah. kind of stuff. And, uh, and so for the actors, we have like parts of the creative team, like yelling stuff at them. Mm-hmm. Some of them have done production before and have been yelling. They yell at each other. So yeah. now starting, we're bringing in, like I'm bringing in, I have a lot of actor friends. Mm-hmm. And so we're bringing some of them in to yell stuff. And my assistant director is going to be doing it. We have a script that has callbacks like worked into it. So we're doing our best to yell and allow for that. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many aspects of the show. There's the the, song, the singing, the dancing, the acting, yeah. then the callback acting, then the set, then they add costumes, then you add tech, then you add like costume changes and set pieces. Like It's so multi-layered. Like it's, it's more complex than you would think, especially people think, oh, it's just a fun little show. It's a very complicated layer show, yeah. but it looks simple. That's the thing about it. It is yeah. deceptively simple. Yeah. You look at it and you think, oh, it's this, it's but there's so many complex. things to it. Yeah. 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 And especially with like, the, the drag race, like the mm-hmm. uh, influence, adding all that magic in there, mm-hmm. and the tricks, and the, you know, last year I blew up the theater during mm-hmm. Heathers. Yeah. This year we've got a spaceship taking off. Mm-hmm. And how can I make that bigger? Mm-hmm. How can I make everything I did in Heathers bigger in yeah, Rocky? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the, how we're making it different, yeah. the show is the show. Mm-hmm. We're keeping it very similar. Yes, Frank is different <laughs> in his portrayal. Mm-hmm. And I, I cast Chris, now that he's gone and I can talk about him. I cast Chris because to me, like, I had no preconceived notion of how I saw any mm. of the characters as far as, like, what kind of actor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they have to look like this or sound like this. I know what each of the characters, because I've lived with Rocky for yeah. 25 years, right? And I may sneeze at any point, so excuse me. Sure. Um, Red season. So, I, uh, I knew that, I, I knew what their energy was and yeah. I knew what kind of, like, read I wanted from them. Yes. And Chris brought in. Like, Frank, to me, is a state of mind. It's mm. a charisma. It's a yeah. character. It's an attitude. It's not a Tim Curry impression. Yeah. You can't recreate him. He is a beautiful, mm-hmm. special butterfly that you yes. can't recreate. Yeah. So why why try? Yeah. And just my thing, me being someone who never really fit in anywhere mm-hmm. and was never, like, and as impersonator, I guess that's funny to say we're not recreating, but I think that it's important to have more people feel seen yes. on stage yeah. and to start moving beyond that stereotypical cookie cutter look and mm-hmm. sound because I've never been that. So why would I put on a musical about that? Yes, yeah. Rocky Horror is about, it's a circus of like freaks that are yeah. individual and special and beautiful in their own ways. And why would I not cast people who I feel embody that? And so I did. And so, yes, aesthetically, Chris is not what you will expect, mm. but he is captivating mm. and grabs your attention and sings like you, like, I can't even explain it. Yeah. So, uh, I don't even know what you're talking about now. Uh, doesn't even, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Um, the, I mean, you were yeah. talking about, about the, the cast in many ways being unconventional. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. think that that's, that is very rocky. Exactly. Doesn't they're, he they're say, aliens. you know, 
my unconventional conventionist. Exactly. That is the that is the show right yeah. there, right? And I think that's why I liked it because I was mm. like, oh, someone that's beautiful like Tim Curry thinks I'm like I I could you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that is what drew me to yeah. it because they're just a bunch of weirdos. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, let's celebrate that. Rocky is a party. It's like a big party where people go and just like live their lives and do a bunch of shit that we're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then, and it's okay. You're not doing anything wrong. There's no guilt. There's no judgment. Yeah. And that's so much a part of like how I run Singular Sensation. Like, yes. I know there are no orgies at Singular Sensation, at least not yet anyway, but the, the culture of be you and yes. be, you know, you're welcome here. Yeah. And, and, and no matter what level you're at or what, <clears throat> where you come from, who you are, like you are welcome. Yeah. And that Richard O'Brien has said, like Stefan Dixon, my choreographer, and he is Donna Fiore's assistant at Stratford. So mm-hmm. he's done the show and the deal with like the professional rights. I guess you have to, there's communication with him just to, to make sure like you're on the right track or whatever. Yeah. And he said, you know, Rocky Horror is a party and everyone's invited. Yeah. You know, you can choose your own adventure within that and how you exist in that party, but you're welcome to be there. And so that's what we wanted to do. And yeah. what other, what other show can you take that kind of license when they're aliens? Mm-hmm. The majority of the cast are aliens. Yes. And so I'm ready for people to come for me if they feel like they've been offended. But in, have you ever met an alien? I haven't. So how do you tell me if it's right or wrong or, you know, that's why I wanted to build in that, mm-hmm. like, the transcendence clause yes. is what I'm calling it. Right? Yeah. So I the wonder... transcendence clause is, is that it's, yeah, they're, yeah. they're otherworldly. Yeah. So unless you have an alien pal, and if you have, feel free to, to contact me, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited because it's a kind of show that I want people to feel. Yeah. Oh, they don't look like, they look like me. Yeah. In, in not looking like every other, mm. you know, actor or whatever. Yeah. And that's how I feel. Yeah. So why would I direct it any other way? Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is what kind of eventually got me out of my funk. It's yes. like, wait a minute. No, you know what you're doing with this. Yeah. So just celebrate, celebrate yeah. difference, celebrate, you know, beauty, Ch- celebrate individuality, mm-hmm. celebrate not living in the box yeah there's so much more space outside the box yes yeah. so so why why not go with that and those all of the 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 influences like aesthetically even like a, a lot of our costumes are based on um terry moogler this amazing amazing designer and mm. i had a chance to go see his exhibit in montreal mm-hmm. and kathleen black our costume designer has been amazing at uh recreating a lot of the style and he mm. he styles a lot of like like Gaga and Bowie and yeah. a lot of drag queens and does stuff, you know, that there a lot of drag queens are inspired by mm-hmm. his work. And he's weird. Yeah. So everything about this show, Twin Peaks is weird. Yeah. Gaga is weird. Everything about this show is just a little off left of center. And that's very me. Yeah. You know, and as, which is again funny because I have impersonated other people, but yeah. that's what makes me as a person and a performer different yeah. than a lot of musical theater people that I do it through my unique talents of like impersonating and, and that kind of yeah. stuff. It, it, the show is the show, the, the Rocky Horror Show. First off, the whole like it's a party. And if, if you, if somebody was to go to a production of Rocky Horror and not have a good time, if it's not a party, mm-hmm. then that show has basically failed to. Which do is it, right? what yeah. we, which is what we realized. Yeah. And I was like, I'm being too serious. Yeah. I'm thinking about this too much. Let's just have fun. Yeah. You know? But I think it is an easy, it is an easy trap to fall into. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a negotiation. Mm. It's a balance, right? Yeah. It's a balancing act of what moments are. And I told Brad and Janet working in rehearsal, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, write out your values. Yes. What is your value system? 
And how do each of those values get challenged at what point during the show? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. going into a castle that a strange person into the door of, um, being told someone fought, went to pieces, yes. having your clothes taken off, yes. show, seeing a creation of a, of a being, yeah. uh, seeing someone get killed, yes. yeah. you know, being carted off to a room separate. Like, what, how do those things change you yes. and change yeah. your values? And how do you feel about it? Yeah, and yeah. it affects both of them differently. Yeah. And it affects how the show ends. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it ends the way it ends. But yes. how does their relationship, like Brad and Janet, how does it end? That is always the the the, the lingering question because they've been through this thing. Yeah. The show, Frank and Furter and, and 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 the aliens. I don't think I have to worry about spoiling, but they go back to their planet, yeah. leaving the the Earthlings behind to yeah. deal with. Yeah, their own their own mess. Yeah, exactly. You know? And and the thing that. We kind of determine is that the Transylvanians don't have emotions like humans do. Mm. They don't have human emotions. They have physical urges, mm-hmm. but uh, going with the theme of transcendency, mm-hmm. there's no contact right. on in trans in Transylvania right on the planet transsexual, and that's another thing. Like using the transcendent clause, as mm-hmm. I'm calling it, it's internal. Yes, so there is yeah. no sexual contact. They're mm-hmm. studying humans with ways different from our own. Yes, right, and that's I think why Brad says they're probably just. You know, something, something with ways different from our own. Yes, well, yeah, yeah, they are. And yeah. now they're now they're on Earth where there is no barrier and they can have that connection. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you go crazy if there yeah. was something on another planet that we didn't... Like money. Absolutely. I think it would be the equivalent to money. Sex yes. and money are two commodities. Sure. On Earth, we have, like, we have human contact. We yes. are born from it. We yes. search for it in, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically. Let's say in exchange, Transylvania has money. Yes. They have tons and tons of money. You don't have to do anything for it. You just get it. Yeah. You just have it. So for them, physical contact is the same as money. You, you get it. You don't have to earn it. There's right. no, but humans, which is why Dr. Scott says, I don't think you'll find humans quite as blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think for, for me, yeah, like that's a big part of it is they mm. come to earth without that contact and they, they have no, emotions and so chris has kind of worked it out that i'm in a human body and now i have emotions and i don't know how to use them Mm -hmm. which is why frank is so quick to anger yes right like he he doesn't negotiate he does frank never negotiates no and and we have chris in the show i reminded him i was like stop moving to the person you're talking to they come to you yes he is a magnet Mm -hmm. in in every way so i think yeah, I mean, I think it changes Brad and Janet, obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. um, because of because of the journey that they take and yeah. the things they realize about themselves through being encouraged, even it being demanded yes. that they follow their physical instincts. Mm-hmm. And I think that emotions get in the way, right? Which is why Frank's killed so many humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But he doesn't have that emotional maturity, which is what he learns, but I'm going home. Yes. So we see one creature that feels entitled to people's personal space and physical contact Mm -hmm. and we have brad and janet who come to learn and and he feels entitled to it but learns about emotions and and that oh you know you loved me oh oh i see now yes okay we can go now i've learned my lesson Mm -hmm. and then you've got brad and janet who learned that maybe they weren't who they thought they were yeah because they've been given permission to feel things honestly and to accept and to explore instead of just assuming yeah because you're told this is the way it is. It's like we were saying about layers. There's so many things it's to so it. It's so deceptively think, complex. Well, that's the thing is I think that if you, I think if you forget the depth that's there, yeah. 
you will have you will not be doing the show justice. Yes, it's a party, but there is also there's a depth to it as well. And I think you don't start realizing that until you start digging into it. Exactly, because what is humor used for? To make <clears throat> uncomfortable and difficult situations palatable. Yes. Yeah. So it's 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 you know, what is it? A, an enigma wrapped in a Oh my god. It's wrapped in a hot dog bun, I don't know. Yeah, something Dilemma enigma, wrapped in an enigma, enigma wrapped in a yeah, question, yeah, yeah. wrapped in a Yes. Condom, who knows? Yes. I For the sake of yes. our show. Sure. But yeah, it is, it is, it's about, I think, who are you really? Mm-hmm. And like people talk about those like shadow play scenes in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, he mm-hmm. goes in there and he just comes fuck everyone up and he leaves. It's not, those scenes aren't about sex. No. As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. it's a catalyst for a point. Like it's a, it's a vehicle to make a point. Yes. Right. I think to me, those scenes are, mm-hmm. oh, but you liked it, didn't you? Until you saw that it was me. Yeah. You thought it was fine when you thought it was Brad because you've been raised that you only do this with this person. And it explores that other side of like monogamy even. Yeah. Which was very advanced for the 70s. Well, I mean, the 60s, like people weren't, people weren't as, I think, uptight about it. People were a bit more, you know, free to explore in the 60s and 70s when... You know, drugs were rampant, um, which is another whole story. But, of course, everything goes the other way after that, right? The 70s, yeah. when this was done in the 70s, it was a more uptight. Like because this, the 60s were so loose. Yes. You know, yeah, the yeah, 50s. Yeah. And, yeah. Was, and it, it kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. But, yeah, it's um, it, it'll, it questions that mm-hmm. moral fiber of society. Like, yes. And, and, yeah, you liked it until you saw the source. And then yeah. all of a sudden you didn't. Yeah. And that, to me, right there is a thesis point. Yeah. And, and another, like there are so many little nuggets in the show. We don't think about like mm-hmm. when he says, unlock a mind, unmind a lock. Mm-hmm. It's the same mm-hmm. as the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Do you follow? No, no, not yet, mm-hmm. but you will. So like unlock a mind, <clears throat> let me open your mind. Mm-hmm. And to open your mind, you will uh, unmind a lock. Meaning yes. You'll open your mind, open your body. Yeah. It's the beginning of the end of who you thought you were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is huge. Yeah. Which is the whole thing about the the what do we call it again? The dark night of the soul. Dark night of the soul. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Unlock yeah, yeah. one point that makes you question everything. Yeah. And then it spirals until you're like, you realize, oh, this is what feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's scary when yeah. you live your life, and I, and I, it's something that I've I've battled with. Mm-hmm. Who, who I thought I was and, and realizing truths about myself that I didn't realize yeah. were true until I, you know, gave them a name and, and said them out loud mm. and recognized them. And I was like, oh, that, that feels like me. Yeah. That feels like me. Yeah. I thought I had to be this, but maybe I, this feels good to be this. Yeah. Right? And I think it's, it is scary because mm-hmm. it challenges everything you've known and how you've lived your life. And you yeah. wonder, have I been lying the whole time? Well, no, you just weren't ready to see it yet. And it's interesting. I found a bracelet my mom gave me during last week mm-hmm. when I feel like I really came out of the other side of like, I've been struggling with stuff for like the past yeah. couple months and we mm-hmm. all go through it. Yeah. Especially artists, I feel, because we're always in our head mm-hmm. and trying to, to, to monetize our feelings and our thoughts mm-hmm. and our, you yeah. know, right? Yeah. You just came out of the commandment. Like yes. that's, yeah. you know, you know yeah, all yeah. about that. And so... I found a bracelet my mom bought me because I did Wizard of Oz years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was a little, has a little pendant on it. And it said something to the line that Glinda says, you know, you always knew you just had to learn, like, see it for yourself. Yes, for, learn yeah. it for yourself. You knew, you knew it the whole time. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. Like, yeah. we've had a lot of signs. Like, the show is difficult and complex. And there's a lot of challenges, mm-hmm. especially in a semi-professional theater with a limited time schedule. Yes. And a limited time to do it. But there's been so many signs. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Yeah, this is the time that this show is meant to happen. Yeah. 
for me anyway. Yeah. And hopefully I can take that sense of, of mission and, and propel us forward. But it's interesting. It is very layered. Yeah. And I think that's why people like it. Because mm-hmm. it gives you the permission to explore that truth yeah. in the safe space, in the dark, mm-hmm. with with limited like our, our audience participation for people that don't like audience participation, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. Yeah. Which is funny because I, I work in immersive theater as a performer. <laughs> but I think that's what makes I, I'm as a person who doesn't like it. Yes. It makes me more sensitive as a performer and as a director. Absolutely. So yeah. I'm taking things just to the limit I'd be comfortable with, putting a hair forward. Mm-hmm. But leaving it at that. So, yes. like, no one in the audience is going to bring you on stage or go through your purse yes. or ask you questions. Like, right. they'll acknowledge you're there. If anything, the point of the interaction is to make you feel welcome. Yes. To make yeah. you feel part of the family. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, my God, aren't you so excited to be here? We're so happy to have you. Like, yeah. we love that you're here. Yeah. Because you're welcome. Yeah. It's a party and you're all welcome. Whether you're an older subscriber, a newer subscriber, part of a... Any, like, it's my hope that people that come from a more conservative background and have a conservative, maybe limited attitude, mm-hmm. that maybe your mind will be opened up to see yeah. that, oh, they're different. It's different, but it's not bad. It's not yeah. wrong. There's no malice there, mm-hmm. right? And people that are a bit more liberal, and I don't say that in a, in a political sense, mm-hmm. but in a like liberal thinking. Yes. Yeah. A bit more, you know, open that you'll feel that you'll feel seen yeah you'll feel heard and people that don't feel like they fit in will feel represented and that's what rocky's about it's a celebration of what makes us different Mm -hmm. and how that makes us beautiful so that's kind of like at the end of the day is permission to explore and it is a celebration of what's different in the world Mm -hmm. because that's what's needed we need to celebrate it rather than trying to be something we're not Mm -hmm. let's unapologetically be who we are loudly and especially like using a trans pronoun mm-hmm. and celebrating that we have a lot of like representation of like you know subcultures in like kink culture yeah. in, in our floor show it's less burlesque and more i wanted it to be more assert like more powerful yeah. and have that like liberated empowerment of mm-hmm. each of those characters yeah. so everything is driven in it with a strong motivation everything yeah. has a strength and an empowerment and a, and a beauty and a confidence nice rather than a like well not even rather than anything yeah. i don't compare it to anything no. else right so so it's kind of yeah i wanted people to feel not represented because that's not my place mm-hmm. as i've said but i i just want people to feel included yeah. no matter who you are and yeah. i don't want you to feel like yeah, I just want people to have fun and feel like they belong there mm. and feel like they belong alongside anybody else that, that we can, we can mix and mingle and have yeah. a jingle in time. That's the Frankenstein way. Yes. Trademark. Nobody rewrite that song. That's going to be mine. This has been a Homebody Productions production.